Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Let's just start with the uh, speaker controversy with Jazz Shaw, columnist for Hot Air, back with us for this first time in 2023. Happy New Year. How are you? Doing good, Mark. It's been a while. How are you doing? It has been. Did you have a nice holiday? I know that because I've been following outside of that week between Christmas and New Year's. I was, you know, a little quiet, didn't pay attention to all the news, but they've been keeping you busy at Hot Air. It's not like you had a lot of time off. No, not really. Uh, the the whole House Speaker thing just absorbed everybody in what should have been a calm time where you're mostly writing about local news. It kind of blew up. But, you know, hey, it, it, it was fun to watch in some ways. I think it was fun to watch in some ways as well. But what's your take? I mean, I and I pointed this out. Michael Goodwin from The New York Post was with me a couple hours ago. I tried to, I guess my strategy was I dialed back on the hyperbole, um, this, this notion that this was a big embarrassment to the country or to Republicans. Look, it wasn't something that probably should have gone way, down the way that it did. But there were legitimate concerns on the part. I guess what I did on Friday, too, Jazz, is I sort of broke down that group of 20. I don't think the group of 15 or maybe even 16 was the same as the group of two to three or four. And there were legitimate concerns in there about spending. So I think they worked it all out. Does this make McCarthy a weak speaker? I don't know. I guess we'll find that out. Well, some of the rules he agreed to concern me because one member being able to call for a vote to remove the speaker that it, it doesn't mean he gets removed, but it does mean that somebody can shut down ongoing negotiations and, and progress for that, because then you have to stop and go vote to make sure you still have a speaker. You know, so yeah, I think some of them were a bit unreasonable. Um, other ones uh, where they demanded to make sure committees were set up uh, to investigate the weaponization of the Justice Department and other things. Those were important, and, but I think he was already willing to agree to those anyway. So I, I guess my bottom line is it was probably going to end this way eventually anyhow, but they codified a few things that I think most conservatives around the country will probably agree with. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if they turn into sticklers and start shutting down from their own side – 
then, yeah, it's going to be a problem. But I don't know that's going to happen. Yeah, the vacate the chair question was confusing to me. And I, I think I mentioned this on Friday as well. I reached out to former Illinois Congressman Rodney Davis, who just left Congress. Mary Miller beat him in the primary. And she was one of the holdouts, actually, in the 20. And I, I asked him, I said specifically, what am I missing on the on the uh, one vote to vacate the chair? Doesn't that basically mean just one person can raise an objection for, you know, McCarthy? And he said, yeah. I said, well, what prevents them from doing that? tomorrow. And he said nothing. But here's Congressman James Comer on that. This is what he thinks, at least. I don't believe that there'll ever be any serious threat to Kevin McCarthy's speakership. If Kevin McCarthy ever did something so bad that there would be a threat to uh, him vacating the chair, I think we would meet as a conference. We would iron it out and, uh, you know, take action uh, accordingly as a conference. But so that was funny there because what, couldn't you just have done that as a conference and say, look, here's the votes, here's where we don't have the votes, let's kind of figure this out behind closed doors and then go to the votes so you don't have 15 rounds of it, Jazz. Exactly. That, that's where you can tie things up when you should be getting other things done. They've got a lot of work. If they, if they want to satisfy the demands of the conservative base to do the things that were completely ignored and whitewashed, um, under Democratic leadership, it, it's going to take time. They got to set up the committees. They got to call witnesses. They got a whole bunch of things they have to do. And if it just keeps getting shut down over procedural issues, then I think the people that were making those demands are going to become very unpopular, even with their own most conservative base, because they're just going to be standing as a dam in front of their their really less than two years you've got to get anything done because we already saw in the midterms we don't know that the gop is going to be taking a lot of control in 2024 yet a lot of pieces on that board so yeah i i hope they all get together and just say we sent our message we established our priorities now let's move forward with yeah. them that's my hope anyway. because it, it, when all is said and done yeah this was drama for those of us who follow this and most of the country even people that voted in the midterms were were bored with it or didn't understand it so moving forward i think that's you know, it's incumbent upon republicans to to kind of keep focused on what the path might be in a difficult time with a president that's not going to sign any of your legislation. That's why, I guess, investigations and everything else will be the focus. By the way, we did get some good news from Missouri. I think today, Congressman Jason Smith, who uh, Jazz was thinking about entering a very crowded Senate primary here in Missouri last year, uh, did not get in, opted to stay in the House, was hoping to be named the chair of House Ways and Means. And in fact, he got that. And that's a powerful, one of the most powerful committees. It's the Tax Writing Committee on Capitol Hill. Jason Smith will be the chair of that committee. So I think that's big news. You this afternoon or earlier today wrote about, and I've been watching some of the video that's been thrown up on Fox from El Paso, where, boy, there's some scenes in El Paso that look a little different than the few days before President Biden visited, right? Oh, yeah, the big whitewash. That, uh, it's being totally ignored in the mainstream press, obviously. But, yeah, El Paso has been a disaster if you've been watching the coverage, mostly on Fox News and conservative outlets. Um, El Paso had turned into just a disaster area. Uh, it was one of the worst hit places with the migrants. And 48 hours before Joe Biden was going to make his very first trip to the border, of his entire presidency, or actually of his entire career. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, exactly. They sent the Border Patrol out, and they went and rounded up hundreds of migrants who had been sleeping on the streets for a long time now, put them on buses, sent them to Mexico, sent out cleanup crews, and cleaned up all the debris, and made the town look nice and nighty, nice and tidy, sorry, 
so that when the president and more importantly, the media showed up, it's just like, oh, there's nothing going on. There's nothing to see here, really. The pictures and, are like the Daily Mail has a collection of pictures, why it takes them to do this and not the New York Times. But the before and after pictures of like some restaurants and other locations in El Paso, they look completely different from one day to the other. Exactly. It, it was I hate to keep using the word. It was a disaster area. A lot of crime, uh, people not getting blankets in the cold and things like that. And then by the time the president showed up, yeah, nice, clean, tidy streets. There was not a, a migrant to be seen. They had all been taken. The the people that we were supposed to be so concerned about that they were seeking freedom and asylum and everything, we're supposed to be worried about them. They all got packed up on buses and dropped off in Mexico. So they're they're, they're being used as political pawns by the Biden administration. They don't really care about these people. Well, look, these numbers are starting. 1.7 million gotaways. Here's Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. These points that I, that I laid out uh, mm-hmm. about uh, ending catch and release, uh, about detaining uh, people who are coming across the border illegally, uh, about uh, uh, turning back across the border, people who are coming across the border illegally. All of those are things uh, that uh, the president and the United States already have the legal authority to do. And they are not doing. Uh, and until they step up and start doing this, all these other things they're doing is nothing more than a dog and pony show and is not going to stop anybody from coming across the border illegally. So and he's right about that. And I, I don't know why. I really am confused by why there's not more focus on this particular crisis. And now you have Eric Adams and some of the other you know, mayors that are saying we, we can't handle this. Well, then the administration needs to do something about basically letting people flood over the borders and they're not at this point. If it wasn't for the courts getting involved, this would be even worse. Yeah, that's exactly right. Most of the Democratic mayors in the larger cities, uh, as I pointed out in a couple of articles, are still treating this as a funding problem. It's like, well, it would be fine to have these millions of people coming across the border if we just had enough federal assistance and we could find housing and food and all these other services for them. No, that's not the problem. The problem is you need to stop them from flowing in in these numbers along with all the human traffickers and all the fentanyl smugglers. And meanwhile, I'm sure you've already covered this, uh, there's a war going on on the other side of the border right now between the Mexican government and the cartels, and the Mexican government is losing, and that could spill across our borders. So, no, this is a a huge story, and if it comes across our borders – I think even places like CNN will be forced to cover it. You you wrote about something today. Jess Shaw from HotAir.com is with us about artificial intelligence. On Friday afternoon, I had a, a friend of mine, Vance Crow, who's got a great podcast and does some other great work here in St. Louis. And he had exposed me to something called Chat Dash. I'm sorry, Chat.OpenAI.com, where you can basically ask it questions. It will answer. Uh, very novelly. You can ask it to write a paper for all these things, right, that, that you can do. Now, you got something today that is called ChatGPT, which was, um, this is another AI startup, right? Tell me about that. Uh, it's, it's an offshoot of the same one. Um, ChatGPT is the, the public function. They re- it's been out for a while. I've played with it extensively, written a couple articles about it. It's the smartest one I've seen. Um, uh, give your listeners an example. I asked it to uh, tell me its opinion about theories about how many physical dimensions there are in the universe that we can experience. And it wrote this five or six paragraph long thing that really looked pretty scholarly. And so it's smart about things like that. But now they've realized that students in schools 
can access that. And if they have a question uh, for an exam or for their homework that they didn't learn the material, they can just go ask ChatGPT, and it will write something that is indistinguishable from having been written by a well-written, well-spoken, knowledgeable person. And so now they've blocked it on all public devices. Well, and this makes sense because when we were talking about this with, um, with um, Vance on Friday evening, that was one of the things that I brought up. I mean, why, why wouldn't – I'm not encouraging people to cheat, but why wouldn't you? Obviously, if you have something like this, people are going to use it to their advantage. Exactly. And it's, it's not just the schools. I, I think I mentioned that in there as well. There are people raising concerns that some companies that are strapped for money uh, might start eliminating jobs and including journalists, you know, because this thing writes some really good print ready text and draws on more sources than even a journalist can go look up online and research in a short amount of time. And it does it in seconds. So it can write entire articles and papers. And it's already done it. I, I'm really at the point. Um, you know, I've got two kids that are, you know, that are out of college and one in elementary school. But I, I cannot justify. I know the parents don't want this because they want communication. These kids having any phones when they're in school. I don't know why we just don't pass something. This will be where I sound a little cranky, like an old fart, yep. right? Pass something that says you can't. And I know you're not supposed to bring them out when you're in class. But how about you put it in the locker? You don't have your phone with you for seven hours a day. Would that be too tough? I think you know what? Probably would I, be. I, I, I know. Because we live in this current era, and that's what's accepted. I see what you're saying. Well, they, they need to have communications. They should have their phones. I'm sorry. I was born when Eisenhower was president. I went all the way through school <laughs> when the only phones we had were at home, plugged into a wall yes, yes. with a cord that connected the receiver to it. I somehow managed to graduate in the top 10 of my class and went on. And got extra education. Humble brag from um, Jazz Shaw. Did you notice that? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's not even humble at all. I'm bragging. I did well. But you know what? If we have smart kids in school right now and they're paying attention, they can do the work the same way we always did. You don't need to always be tied into the Internet. And you know that these kids are, are – they've been doing it for years, right? They're, they're pretty good, and the teachers do their best to sort of sniff out things that might be on the Internet with cross-referencing. But this AI stuff is going to take this into a different dimension. I don't know how you control it. I really don't. Because there's going to be more and more of those either. types of sites. These are broad language-based databases that have literally, if not just hundreds of billions, in some cases trillions of entries, um, that it can go and in a matter of seconds search. So if you ask a question um, that's like, well, what do, you, what do you think about or what, what's the solution to this? And you give it a, like, I don't know how to do cosine of an angle anymore it will immediately come back with a full explanation of how to correctly calculate the cosine of an angle. And you might have just slept through class and not even studied it, but it'll give you a good essay style answer that you can turn in and you'll graduate not knowing nearly as much as the school assumes that you knew and you'll arrive in college and maybe you'll do the same thing there yeah, well, and we'll graduate an entire generation of dummies. There, there's something to look forward to. I, I certainly 
can see that happening. Uh, one more topic here. I have to give you credit. I know I did last week because you took a little time to write about our uh, transgender execution. And it was offensive to me that our St. Louis Post-Dispatch and other media picked up on this, which is probably how it became on your radar. This um, Amber McLaughlin was his or her name. Uh, it was someone she, he dated women for his whole life. And then all of a sudden, when he was facing execution, decided to be trans. As you pointed out, Jess, there were no hormones or anything like that that took place, right? No, there, there was no transition whatsoever. Um, he had been married. He'd been with women. He was still apparently completely male and straight uh, until he went to prison. And he remained that way until it was just within visual sighting of when the, uh, executioner was coming for him i'm sorry her and suddenly was transgender and tried to use that as well i have mental problems and i have dysphoria and you know you shouldn't execute me but that didn't work and now he's gone well and you know this was one of the things that i try to do and you did this when you wrote about the column is put this in the perspective of what happened to the victim because this was someone who was brutally murdered stabbed to death and then he dragged her and dumped her in a river yeah, just stabbed multiple times, had been stalking her to the point where she had to have police escorts sometimes to leave her job and was terrified. Uh, he'd done so many things, red flags, they like to say, but he still somehow snuck into her place of work and killed her and, like you say, took her out and dumped her body next to a river and then confessed as soon as he got caught and they and took them to the body. There was no question of his guilt you know, and it, it was a horrific case that had gone on for years. So, yeah, I mean, did anybody, do, does anyone ever deserve to be executed by the state? Uh, that's up to the listener to decide. But if anybody does, that was a pretty good candidate. I would say so, too. Uh, Josh Shaw, Happy New Year. Always great to have you on. Hotair.com is where you find his work. And we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mark. Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 